Hi. Hi. Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. It is the hood edition. Yes, we're both greasy today. Yeah, we're we're greasy and gross because that's how we live our lives, and that's totally fine. You can live your life that way, too. Just have the confidence of two mediocre people. Wow. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to diss you. No, I mean, like, it's accurate. I was, like, upset that you dissed yourself like that. Anyway, we're Talk Comics to Me. I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather. And we're going to, I suppose, talk about comics because Heather has to work soon and I have a fuck ton of comics. Yeah, so we're just going to like blow right through these. Do you want me to go? Yeah, I still want you to go first. (laughs) Okay, okay. So I have uh, this comic. It's called Black Stars Above. This is a vault comic. It's one of those nightfall vaults, so it's like a horror it is. It's, 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 it's a horror. It's a horror. So um, I'm gonna move closer to you. This is the the first issue, and I can't remember if this is like an ongoing or just like a limited. But regardless, I really enjoyed it. Um, it is about a girl and her family in northern Canada in like the late 1800s. Um, her family are fur trappers. Um, the business is kind of not doing well considering people don't really want muskrat pelts anymore i don't know why i I don't know why either so seems unreasonable honestly (laughs) so her father is marrying her off to a like local boy um and she obviously doesn't want to because she is a a woman of her own accord (laughs) um so yeah, she, she goes into town to try to sell the pelts, and she runs into a, a man that has a package, and he offers her a bunch of money to deliver it into the woods. Um, she agrees, but the one condition is, like, he says, do not open this package. I'll know if you open this package, and I won't give you your money. And, you know. She opens the package? She, kind of, but not by choice. It's, it's, kind, it's a really weird story. So it's listed as, like, a cosmic horror because – the one thing that is consistent throughout this is this black star. Um, he, when the the man like gives her the package, he says, "May the black star guide you." And she's like, "The fuck does that mean?" It's weird. <laughs> so when she finds out like her father's gonna marry her off, she runs away to deliver this package, and she gets lost in the woods. Something weird is going on out in the woods. There's, like, a huge storm that wasn't supposed to hit. And when she looks outside of her tent that she makes for herself, there's a huge black star in the sky. And the package starts making noises. That's a lot. So, yeah, it is um, it's it is kind of a lot. But <laughs> it's done in such a way that it's not, like, overwhelming either. Yeah. Like, it flows very, very well. Um, and there is, like, a, a narration in this, but it's not speaking necessarily. It's um, her journal entries. So you kind of get an, a look into her as the story is, like, progressing, Where whereas, like, the rest of the story you see, like, what's going on outside of her. So, yeah. I again, I really enjoyed this. I think the art is really cool. I'm a fucking slut for any book that takes place in the late 1800s, so this was nice. Um, yeah, Black Stars Above. Just a fucking slut for these types of books. I am. See, I honestly, there's like a DC book that Daphne something or another that I only got because it was like Victorian 1800s. And I was like, sold. <laughs> like, I don't even care. I'll, I'll read it. Uh, okay, this is not the same. <clears throat> this one, not a slut. 
right, I guess. Uh, this is Craig Thompson's Ginseng Roots. This is issue number two. This is just kind of about Craig Thompson's childhood working on ginseng plant farms. So this issue focuses on his family, and he's going back home to kind of interview different farmers for this book and it's kind of just talking about how he's deciding to like round out like doing this book itself mostly and if i remember correctly you said the it takes place in the united states correct yes yes is his family did they immigrate from no no somewhere they're just okay okay i just didn't know because you know i don't know they don't they don't look american i just didn't know if it was like yeah, his no. story with like immigrant parents and like no no they okay. are they are white people who live in like wisconsin oh okay there's a large uh like i believe it's in wisconsin a large farming community that farms ginseng there okay so it's and it's huge and it's it's like really, really really big it's kind of how the whole town makes all of their money because that's basically what the entire town is. Okay. It's, you're being dumb. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I am. So, I'm just a mediocre person. <laughs> so I really enjoy this book just because I, it's interesting to kind of delve into somebody else's life a little bit, especially via like a comic like this and especially like this issue like I said it's really interesting because it is a lot of conversations between like his mom and his dad and his brother and his sister and then they go and interview or his brother and him go and interview some farmers they used to work work for and talk about like how ginseng affected their lives and such as well so it's interesting I love ginseng I still have all those ginseng candies that like Max yeah no I still have them too yeah Yeah. I have a shit ton yeah Max Max. uh (laughs) So the next I have Far Sector. This is issue number one. And this introduces a new Green Lantern. Honestly, I pulled a U and I forgot to look up her name before getting into this. Here, you talk about it. I, I'll find it because I also want to know her <laughs> So she is in this um, or on this planet that hasn't <laughs> dealt with any sort of murder or I guess crime really and... A very very long time like hundreds of years and that. she gets called to invent like basically she's been called to be a green lantern on this planet and the first green lantern this planet has ever had so all of this is kind of just snowballing into a lot of a lot of mysteries of what's happening on this planet and why these murders have started taking place so I, I highly suggest this book. It was really, really interesting. It gave you a really interesting delve into ca- the characters and especially the main character. Um, I don't know. Art was really, really fucking good, though. That's yeah, the, my, the main thing I took out of this was the art was amazing. And the voices were really, like, really well done. Like, you could very much, like, feel. No. No? Okay. That's her. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. And you could feel the voices of the characters that came through, like, very intensely, and you kind of felt who they were, like, immediately. I'm sure I could just look this up really quick. Yeah, there's just, there's so many different names, and since I didn't read it, like, I, I'm sorry, I was trying to help. Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't think I can just look back. I was supposed to do it before you came over and before we started doing this, 
but I forgot because I am a doofus. Just well, a, I'm just a straight up mediocre person. Yeah, we're just mediocre. Um, it says the artist is the one who did Naomi. Isn't that why like Naomi was really good? Like I know it was a hit, and but I just don't understand why. Okay, because I didn't. Read her it, name so. is Joe. <laughs> That's so okay. Actually, it's Sojourner Joe Mullen. Okay. So. That makes sense. I was, like, looking at all the other names in there, and it was, like, Season and, you know, all those fucking cool names. And then I was, like, Joe. But Sojourner makes makes more sense. Yeah. I like that. I also forgot, as I was looking at this, one of the main parts of this and how there hasn't been any crime on this planet has is because they took away the ability to feel from everybody. That sounds sick. So. Whoops. But it's okay. I, man, I would love to not feel. <laughs> okay. Hi, this, we have Ronan Island. This is Ronan Island. This is issue number eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kenichi and Hannah get away from the Shogun, and they are trying to get back to the island to warn the people that they are heading towards them and going to get killed. Um, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, they're dealing with a lot of... Uh, kind of stressful feelings hannah especially because she kind of took out the one guy on the the shogun side that was like she grew to really like him yeah but couldn't you know deal with what he was doing yeah i oh my god i still really love this book yeah no that, that was one of the things as i was reading this book there's just like so much internal struggle and just like sadness almost going on and it was just really i don't know it's the story's really 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 good and i i still really like that they're they're children doing this because mm-hmm. i don't know they were forced to grow up and like as we had mentioned previously like kenichi and hannah they're they are from like two different sects on their island um but they're brought together time after time because of these events that are happening uh, and they have to deal with them together and i just I don't know. I just think it's really sweet. Yeah, I that think they're they're kind of forced to be friends, but then they just always solves. kind of navigate back to each other. Yeah, I think too. Just their common goal of like protecting their home is one of the more important things mm-hmm. to them. We'll we'll see as see as things continue too. Yeah. Um, apparently, this is only going to be twelve issues. Okay, that may also I, makes sense. Yeah. Um, I looked that up, and I don't know if that was what it was always supposed to be or if they just recently decided that because I just noticed it in the new previews mm-hmm. that it had said 12. So it's almost done, um, and it's so good. Yeah. I mean, you could trade trade it, pick it up and trade. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth it. Oh, you you can go. Me? You, yeah, go. Okay. Yeah. So I have Reaver. This is issue number five. Um, this is ongoing, apparently. This, oh, okay. Yeah, I did not realize. I thought it was just going to be five issues, but I'm actually kind of glad that it's continuing because this ends on another fucking cliffhanger. So <laughs> in the last issue, the dude that everyone thought was going to betray them ended up betraying them, but also like not really betraying them, which you find out in this issue. All he, right. he does it for to like distract them. Okay. Um, it's it's very kind of difficult to explain, but like the. The guy who betrayed him is kind of distracting them while the berserker is going through, like, killing all the soldiers and stuff. And the berserker has this really fucking good, like, monologue about death and destruction and how if all of these people that were freed from the prisons and the castle that they're at now, like, if you follow me, you will die. But at least you know, you know, mm-hmm. that you're doing what you're doing is right. You're avenging everything that had happened to you. 
He says, if you want to leave, there's the door there, but you must know that that is also death and it's a coward's death. It's so good. The Berserker <laughs> ends up like being my favorite. Um, but yeah, he just is annihilating people. The Skin Eater is annihilating people. And the two, I want to say almost like warlocks that are trying to lead him to the anvil to destroy it. Um, the one that you think is the leader is not the leader. They're just being used as a puppet by this other. It's it's very interesting. I, I really enjoy the, the different characters. How fucking, I don't know. They clash all the time on different things and like the the appropriate way or the right way to do things because the guy on the cover here, he always does things by the books and everyone else that he's with is like, chaos yeah and it's yeah very interesting um yeah I'm, i guess i'm very excited that this is continuing and i really don't want the berserker to die but i feel like he's going to be dying soon <laughs> uh, okay i have batman's grave this is issue number two there's lots of punching in this book oh he's punching with batman there's so much punching in this book there's like one two pages just full of of a fight scene Batman catches the man who he like who came out from underneath the bed and he wants to eat Batman's face. <laughs> the boogeyman? And they find out he used to be a, a hitman and he ha- was lobotomized and so he's just kind of been like wandering around until he got to Gotham and but then there's kind of just like another layer of something else going on and that's that's the end of the the issue. Okay. Very, very detective Batman. Was it, because the way that you explained it made it feel more of like a, not necessarily a filler because it did carry the plot a little bit, but was it kind of boring despite the punching? I would say boring. That's not the right word. Okay. It's like, it's interesting enough to keep my attention. Okay. That's good. I'm curious. It introduces like, a little a mystery where you kind of want to know what happens and i kind of like out like alfred's kind of just like an asshole to batman so that's something i like okay i like that too just basically like making fun of him for being a rich dude punching like poor people nice go alfred (laughs) all right so the next i have family tree this is issue number one and this is jeff lemire and phil hester's new book I don't know. You don't know. I can't. I can't give a very strong opinion right now. Can I see it? Yeah, yeah, for that sure. Was the one that I decided not to get. I did. Everyone was like stoked on it. Yeah, I like the art, and I like. I'm yeah, curious. I'm curious about what the story, where the story will go, because it, it's talk. The the narration is how they've been in the end of times, or how the world is ending, and no, it didn't end how they thought it would end, and it's also telling the story of this family. And, like, kind of this this single mother who's trying to just get through life. And her son's just, like, a fuck up at school. And her daughter's, like, come down with, like, a rash. But she doesn't know what it is. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. There's a lot, of, there's a lot there. Like any Lemire book? Yeah, so it, it's, it's cool. Okay. Does I it, think, is it? Like Batman, does it is it interesting enough that it makes you want to read the next one? Oh yeah, and I think it's okay. there's also just like an element of like almost like kind of like that body horror to it as well, where I'm I want to know what what this disease is and what's like why it's happening. 
I guess is the best way to put that. Okay. It's, yeah. I think if you like any sort of body horror, like any sort of, I feel like if you like Jeff Lemire, it'd probably be a solid choice. Yeah, and the art is really yeah, good. Yeah, the art is, of course, yeah. Um, then next, a book we both have is Folklords. Heather has hers. Don't, don't. Here it is. This is a book by Matt Kent and Matt Smith. Okay. Matt, and Chris O'Halloran. Matt Smith, as in like. Not, not the not doctor. Doc- okay. I would assume not Doctor Who. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I, like, I didn't look into it. I didn't either. I just, I saw it and was like, it's Doctor Who. <laughs> Yeah, what is he, like the 12th Doctor? 13th, 14th, 11th? 13th? No, it would be the 11th. No. No, because 9. 9 was Eccleston. 10, 10 was Tennant. Tennant. So then 11, 11 yeah. I've never even seen the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen, like, one episode from the 9th Doctor because I love Billy Piper and I love Chris Eccleston. Okay. That was it. I just wanted to let everyone know I've never seen <laughs> Doctor Who. People reference it all the time because they I feel like they think I watch it and I don't. I I wouldn't honestly think that you watch Doctor Who. Thank you. Not not at all. Like Thank you. I wouldn't look at you and be like, yeah, this is the nerd who watches Doctor Who. Thank you. Because my little sister did that one time and I was like, I have never watched Doctor Who in my life. Why are you talking to me like I know what this is? But also, like, I know that you haven't watched Star Wars. That's true. And I'm assuming you haven't watched Star Trek. Oh, I've watched Star Trek. Okay. Okay. So it's like an interesting, like, I don't know. I think it was one of those things, like what I told you yesterday. If anyone tells me, I, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you'll like this. I just don't watch it because it makes me mad. I also wouldn't assume that you would like Doctor Who. I would say that there are some episodes that you would like. I would say it's worth watching. Mm -hmm. It's a good time. Some of it. Okay. Okay. And we digress. Yep. Sorry, guys. We just went on a little okay. thing. Okay. I actually have to talk about two more books. Okay. Oh, we didn't oh, even <laughs> talk about Folklords. <laughs> we just got so okay. distracted by Doctor Who. Oh, my God. Okay. Matt Smith, why are you doing this? <laughs> okay. So, Folklords. This is the first issue. Um, this is a series about a boy named Ansel who... Ansel. Ansel. He's um, in the town that they live in. Is it on their 18th, or is it just every year? It seems like every year. It doesn't seem like they have an age, necessarily. They have to, like, go in front of the town and say, like, a quest that they're going on. And it's... Some of them are, like, mundane, like, I'm going to find a golden egg, like, that kind of thing. Um, He has been having these visions or dreams of, like, modern-day life, essentially, because he keeps wearing a suit, and everyone's like, what the fuck are you wearing? (laughs) The quest that he wants to go on is the quest to find the folklords, because he thinks it'll help him, like, get to our time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Folklords are not supposed to be mentioned, because the fascist regime within this world called the librarians uh, call a halt to anything that has to do with the folklords. So there's obviously something more with the folklore yeah. that they don't want you to figure out well and also it seems like everything's really chill and like until they say the folklore's like out loud during the the quest right. talk so yeah um so his friend ends up saying it librarians shut that whole thing down and they end up going on their own quest anyway like leaving at night when no one can stop them um yeah. I don't know, I'm very interested in the narrator. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see like what's going to happen with it because, just because I want to know who the fucking folklords are. Yeah, well, it's just like an interesting it's such an interesting idea to put together like this 
boy lives in a fantasy world mm-hmm. and he's trying to find basically the people who write write them. That's yeah. like what I'm understanding from this. And I just like the way it might like twist and turn or like even the idea that like is he writing his own story? Did they like get out and that's what he's writing now? I really like the idea of it like being this whole fantasy world but them being like sheltered in a way mm-hmm. which I, I think is also kind of funny because like in fantasy it's like endless possibilities yeah, and it's yeah. like no the librarians the librarians of all <laughs> people are going to shut nah, you down dog. you're not allowed to learn I, about this I feel like that happens in a lot of fantasy though like the more educated groups of people like seem to have like the scholars take this like fascist idea and they're like this is how we'll you'll you'll go on with life yeah but you know what do I know we're just mediocre people <laughs> just mediocre people doing a a podcast for you to listen to. So now I'm going to go on with my mediocre talk. <laughs> and I don't know what order I put these in. This is History of the Marvel Universe. This is issue number five. And this goes over basically everything that happened in the early 2000s. Civil nice. War, Incredible or Incredible Hulk, Planet Hulk, World War Hulk, uh, the Scarlet Witch, killing everybody, just... Anything you can happen, think of happening in the early 2000s, that is all in there. Cool. Yeah. Are you still really enjoying this? I do. Okay. I do. I have kind of just started flipping through the annotations because there's so much just like goddamn information mm-hmm. there. And I don't know. I think more than anything, I like the art a lot. And yeah, it it's is really good. And it is interesting kind of getting just like such a condensed version of all of like the Marvel Universe, especially kind of stepping into it now and not necessarily having, like, that familiarity necessarily. Yeah. So. That's cool. I've been meaning to pick them up. Do, are they, do you know if they're doing a trade? Oh, for sure. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to grab the trade. Then. I'm going to make an assumption that they are. Yeah. I thought they would, too. They. I mean, they usually do for anything, but it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's the history of the Marvel Universe, so I just thought. I don't know something might be different with it. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would make that assumption. Okay, I'm gonna get the truth. <laughs> and then next, I have Runaways, and this is issue number twenty-seven. And this is uh, last issue, if you remember, the group hooked up with Doc Justice, who is just some random superhero from Los Angeles, and they decide to start fighting crime with him. And this issue, they all get suited up for costumes. And there's a really great scene where Nico is just like, I don't want, like, an arm gun. Because, like, Chase has, a like, a giant mm-hmm. arm gun. I would love an arm gun. And so, like, they put her in, like, something skimpy, and she's just, like, hates it. And then they put her in something else that's, like, spandex, and she's like, don't you have, like, anything else? And then they put her in, like, just a cat suit and, like, a cloak. It's it's wonderful. Mm. And I related very hard to it. It was, it was perfect. Yeah. My life. <laughs> if I try to wear something sexy, I might die. Yeah, that's... My, my skin might just like, erupt Any... into flames. Anytime I try to do that, I'm like, okay, this looks nice. I'm just going to throw a bunch of bones on. <laughs> sexy and deadly. Or just, just good. Gonna, just going to throw a bunch of bones on. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, but no, Runaways, once again, always a really good read. I have a good time. Um, and if you're a fan of Rainbow Rowell, tonight she is doing a book 
reading questionnaire thing, 6.30 p.m. at some middle school. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I can't remember what... I thought maybe you had remembered, then that's why you were saying it. I was like, oh, shit, she, like, got this information. No, I'm a failure. Um, it's at 6.30. She's doing a, a book reading thing for... with I think in partnership with the bookworm um, for her new book, Wayward Sons, so... You find out where that some middle school is, and it's posted on her Instagram in her stories. I just can't. I didn't look at it this morning. Like I looked at it a few days ago to make sure I had the day and the time right, but I forgot to check out what school it was. So I'm sorry. Ah, it's tonight. It is tonight. It is tonight, and I forgot to have someone cover it for me. But I, I it's not a big deal. Whatever. Just somebody cover her shift, okay? Could you just do that for us? I'm just going to write down a bunch of questions so the next time she comes in, I'm going to be like, Rainbow, I have some questions I wasn't able to ask you. It is at Westside Middle School. Okay. Yes. That's 8601 Arbor Oh, my Street. God. And I was wrong. 6 o'clock p.m. I'm so sorry. It's at 6.30. <laughs> you would have missed out on a half an hour of fucking good questions. All right. So now we have Invaders. My little mine over here, too. Here's Invaders. This is issue number 11, and this is the issue before the last issue of the series. Which bums me the fuck out. Yeah, I really enjoy this one, and it's so stupid, like, how much I enjoy it. Oh, yeah, no, it's one of the books every, like, week when it comes out. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm totally, totally stoked to read Invaders and see, like, to see what happens. I'm not going to lie. When I was reading this last night, I took little Namor out of his box and sat him down next to me. And every just, time... Just, like, bobbled his head. Yeah. Every time he said something about being human, I was like, ding. <laughs> it was great. Uh, I I love this issue. Namor forgot how to swim, apparently. He just... Um, the, the powder or the gas that was used at the beginning of, like, the series that turned the humans into water folk... Um, got reversed somehow. So he is not able to swim. He can't breathe underwater. Essentially, he is just a human right now, and he's pissed. Yeah, not happy. He's very upset. Um, so him and Cap are stuck on this island together, um, and Captain America's trying to get him to, like, remember who he was, like, during the war when they were friends. Um, and again, Namor is just mad. He's like, you can't understand where I'm coming from because you've never been a prince or a king or whatever you've never had to take care of like all these people Cap gets pissed that was my favorite part when he He slams the tree yeah uh I just Captain America poses like some very great questions to Namor and just trying to make him take responsibility for just every not necessarily everything that's going on because I think he is separating the idea that that Mashan wasn't actually Namor mm-hmm. and once he kind of gets a hold of like why Namor won't do the things he needs to do he just kind of levels it out and it's just like dude this is your fault <laughs> and you have so many more people to protect right yeah because Namor just kind of tries to not necessarily push the blame onto anyone else but he tries to like well, this isn't this isn't my, my problem yeah, anymore yeah, this is your problem it. But Steve, Steve gets pissed. <laughs> yeah, I, once again, an old man comic, if you like, I don't even know, like, war shit, I guess. Yeah, it is um, really worry. <laughs> um, Steve, I, I notice it's mostly Steve that always, like, references, like, when there's flashbacks, it's because of Steve. He's yeah. always, like, looking back to, like, hey, this is what happened back then. 
as a way to like try to get Namor to like I don't know reconcile his feelings and stuff um but I it's definitely an old man comic and I fucking love it yeah for sure I don't think you really have to be familiar with like any like any past invaders things to like read oh, this no. because I had no idea anything about invaders. Yeah, and they they reference it in such a way that they give you as much information information as you actually need. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you really don't have to like know anything previously about it because this is my first like invaders thing as well, and I understand what's going yeah. on. Yeah, so. All right, so next we have a Sea of Stars. This, this is, is issue number five. Yes, not the last issue. I think the last next issue should be the last issue then. Well, this is the end of the first story arc. Oh, is it? Yeah, because it says volume one, the trade comes out January 2020. Oh, I didn't even read that. Yeah. Damn dudes. Okay, so then I guess the next issue isn't the last issue. Yeah. Uh, so this just... Caden and his dad find a way to each other after all of this time being spent apart and you learn more about what happened to Caden on the ship when he was like blasted away. Mm-hmm. Also a big monster comes back. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really cool things that happen in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Champ and I were just joking yesterday about it um, because I had originally thought this was only five issues. <laughs> Yeah. And Champ was like, well, they got to tie up a lot of the loose story ends <laughs> here in order to, you know, do it. But, and they managed to do a lot of it. Yeah, no, they did way, like, I was not expecting that to happen. Because, yeah, I, once again, was also in the same mindset when I was reading this this morning. So I was like, well, God damn it, I was wrong. Yeah. I hate being wrong. Yeah, and I was, <laughs> I was right, but, like, mostly Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mostly right. Well, this isn't the last but, issue. Yeah. Is how I was wrong about it. Um. But yeah, they finally they finally meet up. Um. Caden has the power of God within him. Um. He gets angry and power of the devil is trying to kill him. Is what it seems like. Yeah. Something. <laughs> yeah. Um. The story's incredible. Yeah. I agreed. love the story so much. I love the art. Yeah, the story is just really well written. And even though I still just don't like that kid, no matter what, I don't think I'll ever like that kid. But I'm always kind of just like, I'm always in here for the monkey and the the whale and then like his dad. Yeah, I was going to say I love his dad. And especially like in in the robot now too. Mm -hmm. It's pretty. Yeah, I loved the whole thing yeah, so the his... dad essentially like is giving up and the robot's like why did you do this to me why did you make me feel why did you give me emotions <laughs> if you're just gonna fucking give up yeah and it's that was great. great yeah okay so then now next we have gideon falls this is issue number 18 we stuck through it and they finally started explaining what's going on they there was a page where they gave us a all of the explanations of what we've been reading mm-hmm. for 17 issues. Mm-hmm. And damn, dudes, how gratifying is that? It felt so good. <laughs> that I, like, at the end of this, I set it down and I was like, I understand what's happening now. Yeah, no, it put all of, it put the puzzle together and puzzle. It, it tells you more about who the smiling man is and what Gideon Falls mean, not means, I guess, but what it is and how it may transcend dimensions. Mm-hmm. And that explains who Norton Sinclair is. 
um, who is the main character of this book, but not also. Mm -hmm. He just took the name without realizing it. So, um, yeah, I don't want to explain everything about it just because I feel like that takes away the excitement. Oh, no, no, for sure. But read it. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Especially, like, to get to this point and be like, wow, all of these pieces are finally coming together and it all makes sense. And this is such an incredible story. I was very stoked. Oh, my God. I was probably making more noises than I should this morning at work while I was reading it because I was just, like, kind of giggled in places. Yeah. I read it like this the whole time. (laughs) Because I was very excited. Like, this page blew my mind. Amazing. Yes. Uh, And just watching. uh, Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we have to stop talking about this yeah. book. Otherwise, I'm, I'm just going to be like... I'm getting and I'm going to read it to you. So. <laughs> Would you like to hear the good words of Gideon Falls? <laughs> uh, let me do this for you. And if you don't want to hop on on issue 17 or 18 or, you know, farther down the line like we are because that wouldn't make sense, pick up the trades because this is one book I honestly think that people should read, especially if you're any fan of horror or psychological horror of any sort. Yeah, it's... Again, it's definitely worth reading. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> you almost took off your hood. I know. You're I a to, greasy boy. I know. I have to leave it on today. Um, so I have Hellmouth, issue number two. Uh, Champ normally has a, some sort of event happened yesterday. I just was rushing out of work, and it was a, I was a cluster like... Yeah, it was. Yesterday was a mess. Um, but this is issue two of five. Um, Organized chaos my middle name (laughs) um this issue deals with angel and buffy in the hellmouth dealing with all these sorts of demons that are trying to prevent them from getting to drusilla who they're trying to kill um angel finds out something about uh the hellmouth and he is forced to protect buffy the entire time so when they get separated he fights off whatever demons he needs to and, like, rushes to her side. And, like, I'm very stoked about this because I'm normally not an Angel fan, but I just love how he's written in this story. All right. And how he interacts with Buffy. Um, yeah, it's... I still really love this. Um, Can't wait to read it. Yeah, the art... It's so good. <laughs> I love the art for this one. Uh but I don't want to give away too much, obviously, because she hasn't, like, read it yet, and I don't want to ruin it for her, but there's, like, one really funny part in it that still <laughs> makes me giggle. Uh, I guess I could talk about Fallen Angels really fast. Yeah. I also got, or got, I also read uh, issue one of Fallen Angels, which kind of just follows Psylocke in her journey on Krakoa. Okay. Basically, she f- feels like she needs to, she finds out that there's this god and that it can destroy the entire world. Classic. And so she wants to go fight and, like, protect people and win this fight. Basically fight. And that's the whole idea is that she kind of wants to get off this island to, like, fight. So she gets to be friends with, or gets to be friends with Sinister. She asks Sinister for some help to get off the island because it's on lockdown since. Spoiler alert. But if you've read X-Men 2, you know Charles Xavier's assassination. Which happened in X-Force? X-Force, X-Force issue last one. week. Was so, that last week? Yeah, it was last okay. week. Last week. So it's just kind of about her, like, going out on the, like, on, out of Krakoa and trying to find what 
find out what's happening. I really actually enjoyed it. Okay. Once again, expectations were not very high. Um, and I did flip through it. The art was really good. For yeah, it the too. art was so really good. I, I've been really impressed with all the art for the new X Men series lately. Like they've all been so good. Yeah, I think all the art and most of the writing and stories have been, if like, you know, it doesn't have to be like the most glorious thing I've ever read, but I feel like it's more interesting than most things I've like X Men books. Oh yeah. And Not I like only. that they're all, like, written by different people. They're all different stories, but they're all connected. Yeah. I, I think that's really fucking yeah. cool. That is an idea I really like as well. Okay, so speaking on that, we okay. have X-Men issue number two. This is a family issue. I mean, you're not I, wrong. I'm not wrong. Yeah. So Cyclops takes the kids out on a mission. Prestige, that's her name. Okay. I, I love Cable. Yeah, Cable's all right. I mostly just in this issue. I'm normally not like a oh I fucking love Cable fan, yeah. but he is really funny in this issue. Yeah, I I think it's probably just because it's just a fuck he's up. an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's there's an island moving towards Krakoa, and they're kind of going on a recon mission to figure out what the fuck is happening because. That's that's some shit they don't know about. Yeah, they don't know if it's like a good or a bad thing um, because the island kind of came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Greco was like, "Come here." Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. they watched the island mate, mm-hmm. which was kind of funny. Um, and upon this island, there are a species. Would you say it was just a whole different species, or I don't group I... of. People, I don't know. Yeah, um, beings. Yeah, there are there are beings on this island um, that you find their or about their origins and stuff like later on, which Christopher McLucas is gonna go. Oh boy! Yeah, no, I was thinking about Christopher when I got to the very end of this book because I was just like, he's gonna fucking lose his yeah. mind. Also, look at his face. Yeah. I love, I love Daddy Apocalypse. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying this right now. Maybe his intentions aren't the best. I can't f- quite figure that out right now. Yeah, you never know. Um, but, but he's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I did that too. I was like, oh, daddy, <laughs> you're just being so gentle with yeah. your, your children. Um, but yeah, because, I mean, his name isn't Apocalypse anymore, but I don't know what his name is. It's ah, ah, Yes. Um, but you yeah, have that's, to make that's, a very certain face when you that, do it too. <laughs> pretty much it uh two islands mate and apocalypse is in the story yeah he is there mm-hmm. okay that's, that's it that's it we did it we talked about comics and we did it in a reasonable amount of time yeah so thanks for coming to our hood issue i'm gonna take the hood off so you can see why i wore a hood today <laughs> i look like um <laughs> one of those bombs from mario a bomb bomb ba- bomb bomb yeah I will not take off my hood, but I guess I did. We just didn't. I, I'm just greasy. Yeah, I didn't. So it just like hangs my in my face. Like All I'm right. a, a young teen. All right. Okay, we love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, comics. Bye, comics. Listens to My Chemical Romance once. <laughs> I'm a grease teen. <laughs> <laughs>